This podcast is for general educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered medical, practice management, legal, investment, or other professional advice. No one should act or refrain from acting based on this podcast without obtaining appropriate professional advice. Early on in any career you choose, but including in healthcare, you know, we're so focused on, you know, one test of the, the other residency and fellowship and, and having, you know, uh, high grades and, and high letter of recommendation. What we forget is beyond that, you really need to build that tribe that will support you. You know, whether these are your, um, you know, colleagues, mentors, sponsors, friends, um, family members, professional coach build that tribe that will be there for you to celebrate your success, to, to lift you up during difficult time that really want to see you becoming the best that you are. That is absolutely key to a successful career. Welcome to Gastro Broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Matthew. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with two amazing physicians, Dr. Aline Charabadi and Dr. Anita Afsali. Dr. Charabadi is the Assistant Clinical Director of the GI Division at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine and Clinical Director of the Inflammatory Bowel Disease Center at Johns Hopkins Memorial Hospital. And Dr. Anita Afsali is a Professor of Clinical Medicine and a Gastroenterologist at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine, where she also serves as the Executive Vice Chair of Medicine. She is also Associate Chief Medical Officer at the UC Health System and Cincinnati Children's Hospital. And in their ample free time, uh, Dr. Charabadi and Dr. Afsali created Scrubs and Heels, an organization that provides leadership skills and career advancement tools to help women achieve professional success in the field of gastroenterology and beyond. The first annual Scrubs and Heels Summit was held earlier this year and was wildly successful. I'm so excited to hear more about the event and what they're planning for next year. And I can't wait to discuss their work to create opportunities for women in GI to succeed and achieve our professional goals in all the different stages of our GI careers, from fellowship to early career and as seasoned gastroenterologists. Anita and Aileen, welcome to Gastro Broadcast. Thank you so much, Lisa. Happy to be here. Thank you, Lisa. Very excited to be here. Now, at Gastro Broadcast, we're interested in how people got to where they are. What sparked your interest in a career in medicine, and when did you decide become to become gastroenterologist? I can start. I think, um, you know, Lisa, this is a great question. I think uh, it's always important to have some kind of introspection from time to time and to look back at why we started a journey so that we can better define where we're going, right? So what are our goals? And uh, when I think about it, it's it's a combination of different things. I grew up in Lebanon during times of war and physicians and nurses were lifesavers and were an integral part of uh, surviving uh, uh, during uh, difficult times and uh, always looked up to physicians. But I think, you know, on a more personal level, uh, my mother wanted to be a physician. And uh, at that time, she was told that this is not a profession for women and she should be a teacher. Teachers are amazing people. Um, So she went on to become a teacher and then later a, a psychotherapist. But for me, I think... There's definitely a component, you know, without going deep into therapy, <laughs> that probably I was also, uh, you know, um, uh, 
you know, fulfilling maybe some of the dreams of women in uh, in a different generation who wanted to be physician and couldn't. Um, and then when I went to um, medicine, I actually did not like GI at all. It didn't appeal to me. Uh, where I did my med school, most gastroenterologists were male. They were probably fantastic gastroenterologists, but I really thought that was not the specialty for me. And it's only when I was uh, an intern uh, in uh, in Yale, New Haven, that I actually met a female gastroenterologist during one of the rotation, and she just blew my mind, right? So she was a strong, uh, knowledgeable woman that was juggling her work on life in seemingly like a very uh, uh, empowering way. And, um, and really, this is where I thought, you know what, GI could be something for me. So I think that's really highlight the importance of having representation in GI, representation of women and underrepresented minority to really inspire other others and inspire the next generation. So, so looking back, this is really what defines a lot of what I'm doing in my career and what we're doing with Scrubs and Heels is really recognizing the importance of having role models and mentors and promoting women in medicine and in GI, sponsoring women and men from all backgrounds uh, and all walks of life in pursuing their dream in medicine and gastroenterology. Wow, that really resonates with me. I think we all have had a pretty similar experience um, in beginning our careers in GI. Um, Anita, I would love to hear more about your story as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Alina, actually, I never knew that your mother and my mother both probably shared that same <laughs> aspiration. So thank you for sharing that with me. I just learned something new about my partner and friend. And so, so likewise, my mom actually also wanted to be a physician. I'm originally from Afghanistan, and she wanted to be a doctor as well. And she also became a teacher. And so that's actually really an interesting uh, shared, a shared path that we both have as far as a background. For me, honestly, I never thought I wanted to go into medicine. In fact, I was the person who was probably so afraid of needles and blood and, and all that gooey stuff, so to speak. I initially thought it, I wanted to be a fashion designer and then I wanted to be a journalist. And then I went to college thinking I was going to go into the school of journalism. And I always heard about how difficult it is to get into medical school. And as soon as you tell me something cannot be done. I will make it very clear that it's done and it's done like this. So so I actually went into medicine purely to prove a point, if anything, that um, that that it is possible. If, 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 if you want it, you can work hard and get it. Once I entertained the idea of medicine and, and went through the pre-med classes and then ultimately throughout medical school, that's when I certainly recognized that this is absolutely my passion and having that level of human connection uh, and, and that vulnerability and that trust with our patients is, is, is indescribable. I mean, there's no other field or profession that allows us the privilege of what we have, whereas that automatic trust from the second you meet another individual and and having that honor and that privilege is is so fulfilling and, and that's where my drive into medicine came where did gastro come in from well gastroenterology unlike Elaine, for me it was very quickly of a i love gastro because it's fun it is so fun and, and you connect with people who you can relate to the humor the jokes i mean look what we do every day right um so, so it became one of those where for me it was uh, I, I enjoy I actually was debating between surgery versus a procedural based field within medicine but very quickly I decided it, it will go through internal medicine and then a procedural profession
profession. And so because of that, I actually fast tracked. So instead of doing three years of internal medicine residency, I declared my interest uh, very early that I wanted to become a gastroenterologist. So I only did two years of internal medicine and then started fellowship uh, as an early fast tracker, if you will, and have been happy since then. So that, that was my journey. That was beautifully said. You have clearly landed in the right place. <laughs> Thank you both for sharing some of your, your backstories. Um, Aileen, you've touched on this a little bit, but how important was mentorship in your journey to becoming a physician? And why is it important for us to provide mentorship to the next generation of GI physicians? <clears throat> yes, I, I think, you know, in life and uh, in, in everything in life, including in our profession, it's it's more enjoyable and it's always better to partner with others in our journey. Right. And I think the beauty of the human experience is really to understand who we are as people and what are our dreams and what we can accomplish. And this is better done uh, with the help of others. Right. Nobody wants to walk alone. And a mentor will help you do that. Right. A mentor will help you define your career goals, uh, help you design a plan to reach these goals goals and integrate them with your non-work life, with all your life events and your personal preferences. And it really helps you actually understand your potential and uh, your strength and the areas you need to work on. So it's a little bit like having a best friend, a therapist, a parent, a sister, you know, somebody who understand uh, your journey and help you be the best uh, you can be in that journey. Uh, so it really gives you that clarity, that guidance. Uh, you need to move your career in the direction that aligns with your vision and values. But also, I think it's important to uh, really talk about the importance of sponsorship in addition to mentorship, uh, you know, where a sponsor is not just showing you the, uh, the access to the door, where the door is to your future uh, and to your success, but it really opens the door for you, right? So this is the person that will invite you to be part of a committee, that will invite you to give a talk, that will uh, put you on the editorial of a journal, that will promote you uh, to, uh, to, to a position. And that is absolutely something that we need as women. You know, we are over, often over-mentored, under-sponsored. So when we're looking for mentors, sponsors, and uh, in our personal professional life and our career we really want to surround ourselves with people that can really um, allow us to be the best that we can be achieve our dreams and our success the way we define it and that's absolutely important for women and for underrepresented minority who we know are underrepresented in leadership position in academia leadership position in private practice um, in, in national GI conference uh, so it's very important for the next generation to have access to this mentorship and sponsorship. It's very important for those of us who are in a position to mentor and sponsor to do that and really help other women and underrepresented minority um, uh, move their career in the direction that they want. Uh, I think, you know, Anita and I often talk about this, that we struggled initially when we started our career of finding mentors and sponsors, and there's no need for others than, and the next generation to have the same struggle. So that's one of the goals of Scrubs and Heels is really to create this tribe, this community of people, of, of other women and men uh, in GI that can help you move your career forward and that can help you have that clarity. Where do you want your career to move forward? How you want to design this career that aligns with your passion, your interest, your talent, and your vision for your life. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the gender gap in gastroenterology. As you know, two out of five GI fellows are women, but we're less than 18% of the practicing gastroenterologists in our nation. And the number of women in leadership positions, as you've pointed out, is quite minimal. 
tell me a little bit more about how Scrubs and Heels is working to address some of these challenges. Um, I would love to hear from either of you, but maybe we can start with Anita. Yeah, thanks, Lisa. And and for asking that question, I think it it proves exactly why and where and how Scrubs and Heels came to be, recognizing these inequities, these disparities within the field of gastro. As you stated, less than 20% of females are in gastroenterology. And unfortunately, COVID and this pandemic has even worsened those numbers, meaning that the representation of females in the field is declining rather than increasing. What we know and what studies have demonstrated is this critical mass theory, thinking that, and, and, uh, and what has been demonstrated is that once we hit about that 25, 30% mark of representation, that's when change actually happens and can happen and it can successfully continue to improve. Unfortunately, instead of getting closer to that 25-30%, we are declining and having less and less women stay in the field of gastro. So, so this is in regards and relates to the, the gender gap. Uh, the, the commonly understood and certainly seen across professions and, and certainly within medicine, including gastro, is that the pay gap, which we all know, and, and this is certainly there for every $1 that a male gap Gastroenterology, uh, gastroenterologist makes the female gastroenterologist usually makes about seventy percent of uh, seventy cents on on that dollar. So so. Aside from the obvious of pay, there's other lack of opportunities, whether that's for promotion. It takes much longer for a female to be promoted from assistant to associate and certainly to professorship. As far as leadership opportunities, getting that sense of satisfaction and fulfillment for for challenges and growth and and, and such, those opportunities are also unfortunately in, 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 in unequal terms, if you will, as well. Then it comes to opportunities to be your full 360 self in a sense of I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm also a physician and I'm also X, Y, and Z. And and we each want to fulfill different facets of our interest, our passion, and what is our why? What is our purpose? And, and that's exactly how you started this entire conversation, Lisa, right? In a sense of what made you go into medicine? Well, wouldn't it be great if we could go into medicine in our full 360 authentic selves and be able to continue to explore, grow, and build, and not have to either apologize for it or, or dim it or uh, down a little bit, or uh, be able to not even fulfill that passion or that opportunity because of X, Y, and Z. So so though recognizing those different gaps uh, that we're seeing, that's exactly why Scrubs and Heels came to be, of recognizing that neither Alina or myself have figured it out. In fact, we're still learning, we're still growing, but isn't it great to have a tribe, a network of one another to be able to pull seats forward for each other, not assume that there's just one seat at the table. Let's get that that narrative out and we can make our own table if we will. But this is the time. The time is now for change, for opportunity, for growth, for empowerment, for mentorship, for sponsorship, all of that. But we cannot do that unless we recognize that it can be done. And that's what we have hopefully been able to continue to show and demonstrate with Scrubs and Heels that it is being done. That we have really, in essence, uh, helped start a movement in a sense of being able to show the what ifs for each individual so they could seek her journey and be able to make her story. 
This Genesis story is super inspiring. (laughs) I love hearing how passionate you guys are about this. This is incredible. Um, Aileen, the the first annual Scrubs and Heels Summit was just held this past year. Please tell us more about that event. Well, you know, this was our launch event. uh, And the goal of that event was really to focus on women in GI and their leadership skills and very aligned on what Anita uh, was saying, what is our mission in terms of Scrubs and Heels is really to empower women uh, to uh, fulfill uh, the dreams they have for their career, to design their own career path, uh, to really be their full 360 selves, and uh, to do all this while keeping the joy in GI, right? So we want to keep the joy in our life, and we want to be content with our work and life and how we can integrate both of these two things. So when we thought about this, the way we wanted to design the agenda was almost like, you know, things I wish somebody told me or taught me uh, when I went into medicine or GI or started my career and, uh, and, 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 and things I wish I learned earlier. So we really wanted to make it an experience where women can come in together and learn from um, uh, other women that uh, went through similar experience. We all have very shared experience and challenges, but also learn from each other and grow together into this community that is empowering each other into becoming everything we want to be as gastroenterologists, as women, uh, and, and uh, everything else in between. Um, so we really looked at, um, uh, you know, um, providing practical skills and concept. What it does it mean to be to be a leader as a woman? Um, what sets women leadership apart uh, uh, that is important and, and that is important to value as uh, as a community uh, of gastroenterologists? How to overcome imposter uh, phenomenon or how to stand up to microaggression? How to collide the corporate uh, letter, etc. Letter, etc. So, really, we want to provide these leadership uh, skills to women, but we really wanted to do it in a way that's fun and relaxed, and uh, that really bring people together. Uh, you know, one of the uh, reason for the success of this summit is that we really recognize that as women, we approach things differently. We approach a conference differently. We don't want to be up at 6 a.m. and have a breakfast with the expert, and we don't want to be in a closed up room until like 6 p.m. going over one didactic conference after the other. We really wanted to highlight how it's important to integrate, um, you know, uh, learning, but also with wellness, with networking, uh, with growing our tribe. So we allowed free time and, and time for for yoga at the beach, uh, sunrise yoga, yoga in the afternoon. We allowed uh, time for genuine fun and relaxed time with, 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 with all of us, you know, with our gala, with our reception and salsa dancing, because nothing allowed better networking than, you know, seeing a uh, female leader or, or, or president of a society or your colleagues, you know, on the dance floor or struggling to keep that uh, uh, mountain pose or, or, or other complex pose uh, uh, during yoga session. That really connect people on a, in a more meaningful and deep way. We allow time uh, for networking with industries, with leader of GI societies, with nationally recognized gastroenterologists to really uh, give uh, resident, fellow, and early mid-career gastroenterologists the opportunity to create meaningful relationship that help their uh, uh, to move their career forward. But also, you know, personal relationship. We spend more time at work than somewhere else, and we really wanted our women to create meaningful, deep 
personal and professional relationship at that summit that will drive their career, but also help them grow personally on the personal level and help them exchange uh, thoughts and ideas on how to better integrate work and life in a way that um, uh, you know promote uh, women uh, to uh, maintain their joy in GI and maintain a career, successful career in GI and be content in their career. That's amazing. I mean, it sounds like it's you're really community building. You're creating a a space where women can connect with others who are dealing with probably very similar challenges and use them as sounding boards and as ways to really feel more comfortable and empowered in their own micro communities. Absolutely. It's time to stop walking alone and it's time to stop uh you know, uh, one of our speakers said it so nicely. Stop! It's time to stop the girl-on-girl um, -girl meanness, right? So we we here to really build a tribe, a community of of gastroenterologists and other clinician and GI who are really there to help you grow and be the best you can be uh, while you are also growing and be the best you can be and lift each other up and and promote each other in our career and our personal and professional growth. And to I add along with that, I, I think that one thing that we have really emphasized and have seen, and, and we're, we're looking forward to this continuing to be, is the fact that just because you are this nationally, internationally renowned speaker and gastroenterologist who's at every panel and podium doesn't mean that your story, your experience, your journey is is less. In other words, what we have hope to continue and what we're aspiring towards is recognizing that each one of us has a unique journey. Each one of us have come across certain challenges, but we also have learned, grown and built off of those challenges into experiences that we've made into our own. But we are welcoming opportunities to engage and help others. So that journey, that uh, lifting each other up, it's also you might meet someone at one of our summits where they might have an interest that's so similar to yours and neither of you knew of each other because uh, the opportunity just didn't allow. So what we're hoping and continuing to aspire with Scrubs and Heels is really that hashtag, the find your tribe. It is meant of recognizing that this is our purpose. Our purpose is to find each other. So we're not walking the path alone. So we're each fulfilling our own personal journeys, but we're learning as we continue to walk with each other, with that tribe, with that village of, 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 uh, of friends and colleagues and other gastros in the field. That's incredible. And I'm so curious to hear what, what you guys are thinking now for the future. Um, what do you foresee as the outlook for 2023 for Scrubs and Heels? Oh, are you ready for this, Lisa? <laughs> There's so much to come. There's so much. First and foremost, this was uh, a, a vision that is so great to see in reality and to see it, it happening and growing and continuing to be. And and that is the just the full ultimate fulfillment. I, I know Aline and I both shared these sentiments at the end of our summit where we said, our, our I mean, my heart was smiling. My cup is full of joy. And we are overfilling with just recognizing that there's so much opportunity opportunities 
needs and and uh, and need the need for continuing to do what we are all doing. This isn't just Aline and I. This is all of us in the field. This is you. This is everyone who is committed to this mission. This is a mission-driven uh, organization and initiative, recognizing we're aiming for the critical mass and beyond. We're aiming for change. We're aiming for ensuring that each and every one of us feels fulfilled in our career path, whatever that career path may be, whether that's continuing to remain a gastroenterologist in academia and private practice, whether that's considering changing and joining industry, whether that's a researcher or a politician, whatever it may be, that's your journey. And we want to be side by side each individual. So for what's to come with Scrubs and Heels, we certainly will have and continue to have our, our annual summits, if not more summits in between, but we are also bringing in uh, newsletters, we're bringing in podcasts and blogs, and we've identified and will continue to identify and, and reach into different friends and colleagues and attendees from our tribe to be able to teach us so we can learn from each other. And so these would be opportunities to be involved in a podcast or, or help write a newsletter, be, uh, be engaged with each other so we could continue to grow. Our summit 2023 is planned for uh, to be determined as far as the exact date, which will be finalized here probably by early next week. But it is absolutely happening with, again, opportunities. The agenda will fill, be filled with opportunities for both professional development, for personal development, for networking, for collaboration and empowerment. And that will continue to be at each summit as well. You know, I often joke that at DDW, um, one of the perks is that I never have to wait in line for the bathroom. But I think you guys have won me over with sunrise yoga and salsa dancing. That sounds amazing. I don't do yoga and I was learning my salsa dancing there, but it was fun. And that's absolutely what we really want to also emphasize, Lisa. I think that uh, Scrubs and Heels, uh, we, we want to bring fun. We want to bring glam. We want to bring authenticity and, and, and each individual could come however they want. And this is not just for females. This is our male colleagues. There were male attendees there. This is for all who is and is in support and in want and need of, of this mission. And, and if they agree with our mission of being able to support, empower, collaborate, we welcome all and, and each individual can define how and what the, the scrubs will look like or, or they don't even have to wear heels for all we care. We just want each individual to come as their authentic self and so we could continue to learn and empower and support each other. Well, you both have built enviable and incredible careers, and now you're innovators in this space of bringing women gastroenterologists together. I'm curious to hear actually from both of you, if you don't mind, I would love to hear any advice that you have to young women considering a career in gastroenterology. Um, I would say go for it. Like Anita said, this is an amazing uh, specialty. It's uh, very rewarding in terms of patient care and it is fun. And it's a field that's evolving and uh, that is really, it's a field on the forefront of promoting women in GI. So we're very grateful and excited to be part of this movement in promoting women in GI. But what I would say is uh, do this with heart and brain, uh, use your brain also, and uh, keep in mind that, you know, 
your medical degree, your career does not define all that you are. I think this is a very uh, male model where the career is everything or most of the things in life. And I think as women, what we're bringing that is different is the fact that our medical degree, our career is only part of who we are and of our growth as a person, as a physician, etc. So I would uh, say go for a career that aligns with your values and your goals, understand what your goals are, but also understand that as a woman, uh, as any individual, actually, your goals might change and your capacity to achieve these goals might be different at different time of your lives. And that's okay. And I think uh, that is why it's very important for women in medicine, women in GI to understand that designing a career the way they want it, a career that aligns with their value and with their life event is key to a successful and happy career. So uh, the way I look at it is that medicine or, or GI is really one component of our personal and professional growth. Uh, like Anita was saying, and you know, we, we each have our own other dreams that are aligned with gastroenterology, but they are different than a traditional career. And it's important to explore these dreams and these goals and to really use your degree to expand on that and to be you know make a difference in different ways that you know having a career at GI does not simply mean choosing between academia research or private practice it means so much more you're not defined by the degree you're using that degree to really explore everything that you are and that you can do and the other thing i would say is early on in any career you choose but including in healthcare you know we're so focused on you know one test of the, the other residency and fellowship and and having you know uh high grades and and high letter of recommendation what we forget is beyond that you really need to build that tribe that will support you you know whether these are your um you know colleagues mentors sponsors friends um family members professional coach build that tribe that will be there for you to celebrate your success, to, to lift you up during difficult time that really want to see you becoming the best that you are. That is absolutely key to a successful career. So go for it with hard brain, uh, design your own career path that brings you joy and balance and success the way you define it. It might be different than what our, uh, you know, uh, male colleagues define it or other female colleagues define it. So define really what success means for you and do it with a tribe that lifts you up and that in turn you can also uh, contribute to their own success. I love that. That was beautifully said. <laughs> I need, I would love to hear any advice that oh, you have. Oh gosh, I don't know if I could say it as beautifully. I know, it's hard to talk. I'm in the presence of two amazing, very well accomplished uh, women in GI, so very excited about this. <laughs> this is fabulous. And, and, and I think the only thing I would add, along with the very well-spoken and well-said uh, words of, of, from Aline, is to really take a pause wherever you are and 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 just sort of recenter yourself and ask yourself what is my why and and that why changes exactly as Aline described it changes throughout our journey throughout our career path uh, in the middle of our career path whenever and so always find some time every few months do a self check in of asking what is my why and what is my purpose and you'll find hence my career change recently in a sense of certain things change and you 
you will find that there's certain things that may have been your your passion it, that also evolves it changes it grows it, it you you just kind of learn more about yourself throughout each year each step of the way so ask yourself your why and then based off of that why that's that's the drive that's that passion that's your purpose based off of that then it's time to ask what could be you're asking yourself what could be the what if what if i did x y and z what would that be what could that be what would that look like ideate over that a little bit and, and examine internally does that fulfill your why does that fulfill your purpose and passion and if that is a yes 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 you've checked all those boxes in a sense of the could be does fulfill my why and my purpose then how will i make it be how will i make it happen and that's the how of the practical steps that you will take with that tribe of others who will inspire who will continue to teach grow support and, and each other and learn from each other right so so what could be and then how will i make it be and then through it all I really want to emphasize, and it's one thing that I have not done as well early on in my career journey, but it's to actually enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride. Time goes by so fast. And I think if anything, the pandemic has reminded us these past two years that life goes by so fast. And, and at the end of the day, I think just as much of our passion and our why and the journey and the village and the tribe, we need to be able to understand that we need to enjoy this ride as we, as we ride it. Man, Dr. Charabadi, Dr. Afsali, this has truly been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on Gastro Broadcast, and I can't wait for the next summit. Thank, Thank you for having, having us. us. Thank you for listening to the Gastro Broadcast. Find new episodes through Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. For information about our hosts, guests, and supporters, visit gastrobroadcast.com. Produced by Steadfast Collaborative.